Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jumpman! Ah, it feels yes. good. We're in We're in 200 land. 201st episode. Yeah, the 200s are like, in college, those are the courses that aren't the easy blow-up ones. <laughs> That's right. They're like, slightly difficult. You, you might actually have to be invested in that subject. Yeah, slightly. you can't, can't skip all of the classes. Yeah, if you uh, if you weren't around for a two hundredth episode, we also uh, announced that we put we're putting together a little best of packages thanks to our jump interns, and you can check those out. Little MP3s of all our best stuff cut together on our website, jumpmanpodcast.com. Yes, they're called Thunder Dumps, which was originally what I wanted to call this show. So uh, <laughs> before I talked you down from the ledge, <laughs> so it works out because they're just like you know short clips of like little. Uh, little bits that um, we think are kind of funny, yeah. and that's basically what Thunderdumps are in our show, anyway. So it, it worked out. The circle awesome. is complete. That's right. But speaking of circles, complete. I do. I mean, I do have a review of of um, Expendables three, but um, I, we had talked about before with like a, with the new Star Wars movie. What do we want to see? And I said I want to see more Darth Vader. Okay. And I figured the only way that would happen is if they did some flashbacks and stuff. And there's definitely the rumors are kicking up that we might see some Vader flashbacks. Oh. Which would be fucking awesome. Well. Because wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. All right. Because all all I ever wanted in life was to see more <laughs> Vader being badass. The first two Star Wars movies, he's just fucking amazing. Yeah. Before you know that he has anything to do with Luke and before he starts getting wishy-washy, if they go flashbacks to that of Vader just being a badass, mm. oh, my God, dude. So I mean, good. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, all right, um, I, I want to say, like, hold the phone. Let's not have, like, CG Vader, like Yoda, flipping around the place like Kermit going, oh, oh. I'm so evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, you know that's not going to happen, though, because they're already using, they already said they're they're going back to to film and they're doing as much regular effects as they can and they're using puppets and stuff where they can so they're not going to do Vader flipping out I, they're I just, just going to throat crush Vader I'm, I'm hoping that they that they stick to that because like you know one of the big things that people really uh, they really changed when the prequels came out you know not, not just CG but it was more like they're like hey guess what guys Jedi are like ninjas and they have all these crazy powers that you haven't seen yet because I think Lucas said this too he's like all we've seen is like an old man and an android and like this little puppet dude and Luke who doesn't know anything like fighting but they're really supposed to be like super cool well I mean you know Luke wasn't even really a Jedi and he was still jumping around doing flips and stuff I mean don't forget Yoda had him balancing upside down on a rock holding him up on his foot while levitating R2 I mean that was cool I just don't want to see like fast Vader. Like You're I not like I, fast Vader, dude. You're like gonna see Vader. fucking majestic, cut you down, <laughs> Vader. That's where you're gonna see. It's like you're gonna see, come at me, bro. Mm-hmm. Fat Steven Seagal, Vader. He's like, come to me, bro, because I'm not gonna walk it over there. No, he's just gonna stalk you. Mm-hmm. He's he's outmaneuvered you, and he's gonna stalk you, and you don't even want to fight him, but you have to at this point, and it's over. I think I, I think one of the best. Like written justifications for like justifying how Jedi's were ninjas, but then Vader was kind of dumpy in comparison in the movies. Was uh, I forget what book it was in, but they're they're talking about how like Vader was facing off against uh, like this Jedi master who was telling her Padawan, "Don't don't jump out, like you know, stay hidden. I'm going to die." 
Uh, and they were saying that his technique was like, it was like a dumbed down version of like what Jedi should be using because his android stuff was getting in the way. So he just <laughs> using his like brute, brute strength, brute force and just like overpowering people. Yeah, yeah, he was half robot, so he couldn't flip around anymore. So he was just turning his anger and letting a power his force and just fucking chopping through your defense. Yeah. That's all you got, man. I I was like, wow, that is the greatest justification ever. And that's what I want to see more of, you know? All right, let's have Vader kind of like walk, saunter onto the ship. Hey, nice work, boys. Mm, Yep, they did. Mm Mm-hmm, good. Okay, I'm going to go threaten somebody. (laughs) I want to see him chop through a couple old Jedi, I think. Oh, of course. And then, you know, and, and just be a, a badass leader guy. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, there's lots of rumors floating around right now. Um, that is one of them. The other one is that one of the bad guys is going to be connected to the bad guy that's in the cartoon that comes out this fall, the Sith Inquisitor. Mm. So they're thinking that's going to be part of the new bad guys. There's going to be these Sith, Inqu- these, these dudes hunting Jedi down. Okay. And they're slightly connected to Vader. I don't know if, the, if this picture is photoshopped or not. There's a picture <laughs> of this. Yeah, probably. There's this picture of what might be the Inquisitor. And he's kind of like half human, half robot-ish. And he's like really evil looking. Uh-huh. And he's holding up like a shattered Vader mask. Hmm. He's holding up the Vader mask. Got a huge hole in it and stuff. And people are saying that like this is, this is the, the shit. So All right. I didn't even post it on our Facebook because I didn't want to to be instantly debunked the second wow. I posted it. I mean, but, yeah, um, that, that's what people have been doing with the uh, rumors, deep rumors that Disney is finally going to release the films on Blu-ray, the unaltered films for Christmas. Yeah, but I I did post that, and then they were like, yeah, but Fox technically owns them. Yeah, so. Fox owns distribution rights till, till 2020, that's what people say. Well, that's when we'll get them, and I will wait till then. <laughs> In, in the meantime, there are the despecialized editions. Which I did just post on our Facebook page. Hell yes. So, Yeah, I, I, I checked it out. And, that, and that's basically like fans cobbled together from bits and pieces of high-quality footage of the films. Yes. And then did some audio work and reconstructed uh, the best quality uh, version of the... They call it the despecialized edition because it's basically taking like parts of the... Um, of the CG'd version, uh-huh. and then parts of the original that were like uh, put on like Laserdisc, I think. Yep. Cobbled them together, and there's like the original trilogy. But bam. I mean, we still got them on VHS. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's possible. It's possible. So, let me tell you about this Expendables 3 movie I saw. Oh, yeah. So, so how is, is it the. I know, I know um, what Terry Crews is saying, like. We can we can do a spinoff movie. I'm gonna do it, but it, it, did it basically end the franchise? Nope, not at all. I kept it going in infinity wow. perpetuity. Hmm. So I'm considering this the final summer movie. Okay. Even though um, Sin City Two comes out this weekend, um, no one releases a movie this late in August unless they don't believe in it. Okay. So <laughs> that's just how it is. Expendables Three was the last official blockbuster last official big movie mm-hmm. so next week i will be doing my summer movie recap but this is the last summer movie it's crazy you already got here um i've seen the first two expendables in the theater both of them mm-hmm. the first idea was novel you had all these washed up action stars that couldn't carry a movie by themselves it just made sense to team up i mean uh metal bands and 90s uh novelty <laughs> acts 
musical groups have been doing it uh, mm-hmm. for like a decade now. It makes right. sense. And uh, the first one was pretty, you know, they gave us what we wanted. You know, you got you got Stallone and you got Jet Li and you got Jason Statham, who isn't washed up yet. He's like the only one still in his prime. Right. But, but, he, uh, looks, but he looks old because of that receding hairline. Yeah. Well, he just looks badass. Well, that too. But anyway, so, and they fought like Eric Roberts and Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and then <laughs> in the second, and it was good. Um, it was it was a little too serious. It was just like, a, I mean, they fucking blew the shit out of everyone and shot everyone. But I was highly enjoyable. Okay. Second one, it was a little too tongue-in-cheek. Mm. You know, like I always say, when you become self-aware, you're not as funny as you were before. Sure. So it's why the movie Commando is fucking hysterical with yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger. But then when Schwarzenegger is making jokes in the Expendables movies, it's not as good because he's in on the joke now. Yeah. So, like, for instance, in Expendables 3, he goes, Get to the chopper! Oh, no. Which is his greatest cheesy line of all time. But you can't say it when you, you know, it's like every, it's like every fucking interview Arnold has to say, I'll be back. Yeah. And you're like, it's not funny. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? It was only funny when you didn't realize it was funny. That's right. That's our then. joke. That's our yeah. joke. Not your joke. It's our joke. Yeah. You can't be in on this joke, Arnold. <laughs> Get the fuck away. So the second movie was, it, it was, it was okay. okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme was not the villain. Um, but it was a little too corny. Well, yeah, then, I mean, the sequels, they, they fall into that. Action comedies, they're like, hey, guys, we made a comedy, and everybody hams it up, and it turns out yeah. to be you not so great. So now we got this third movie, Expendables 3. And uh, it's a mixed bag. There were some things I loved about it, and then there were some things that sucked. Uh, namely, the plot sucked hard. Aww. Um, well, it's just they didn't give them a real plot. So, see, here's what happens. Mel Gibson is an original Expendable. Right. And then he went rogue. Right. And Stallone thought he killed him, but he didn't. And by the way, Mel Gibson's name is Conrad Conrad Stonebanks. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they all have really terrible names like that, which I think is part of the joke. Yes. You know, like uh, Schwarzenegger's name is Trench. <laughs> um, stuff like that. And um, uh, Statham's, was... Statham's name is uh, Christmas. What did they, they give to, uh, to Rondo Rousey? You know what? The new people are so unimportant that I don't even know if they had names. That's hilarious. I, I thought I thought that might be the case. I was like, as soon as she said Trench, I was like, wait, that sounds like a girl nickname. <laughs> yeah, uh, Deep Trench. <laughs> no, so anyways, so um, they just randomly... Oh, so the, the beginning of the movie kicks off. I, I'm going to spoil the shit out of this. Who gives oh, a shit? Oh, yeah, who cares? Because the thing is, it got spoiled before it came out. Five million people downloaded like a pristine version of it on the internet. Right. Which is why it didn't do so well, Maybe. I don't know. Um, well, maybe. I mean, you, you never know about those leaks, you know. Yeah. So the movie starts off. They are busting Wesley Snipes off of a prison train. Nice. And Wesley Snipes is one of the early MVPs of this movie. Cool. Because they're like, you, dude, just be crazy. I mean, just be normal. He's going to be crazy <laughs> if we say normal. So Wesley Snipes is kind of crazy. And, of course, uh, but again, just when you're starting to enjoy crazy Snipes, they're like, what were you in prison for? And he goes, tax evasion. Uh, and it's like, no, you can't be self-aware. Mm. You're breaking the rules, you know? Um, I mean, it's. I, I guess there's like, I, I guess it would have been cooler if, 
I mean, you know, props for them for trying, but like, and maybe it, maybe the rule is like, you can't say it, Wesley Snipes, like, you can't say it, but somebody else could like mention it and we could all kind of snicker on the side. Exactly. You nailed it, dude. Oh, thanks. Because if fucking Schwarzenegger was on the rooftop and Stallone said, get to the chopper yeah. next to Schwarzenegger, that's kind of funny. Uh huh. You know, Schwarzenegger's like, what he said. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, like that would be, or if he told Schwarzenegger directly, get to the chopper. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. It's got to go through one. You're right. Perfect. Thank you for that. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Well, I, I read this interview with, actually, I read an AMA with Ben Stiller, and they're like, what was it like on set with uh, all these different comedians on this film that he did? And he said, well, all we did was argue the whole fucking time about what was funny. Oh, geez. <laughs> and that's what happens when you get a bunch of comedians together on a film set. Uh. They're all just like, no, 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 we got to do this and then that. Mm. So that's a little bit like what we're doing. We're like, no, 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 guys. This is funny. So they break Wesley Snipes out, and then they're on this side mission, and they just randomly see Mel Gibson. Mm. And rather than just shooting him, Stallone goes, Stone backs! <laughs> and, then, and then they all start shooting, and they all miss him. They don't miss another fucking bad guy for the rest of the movie. <laughs> but they're all like, ah! They all shoot, and they all miss uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. By far MVP of this movie. Oh wow! Because he always played a good guy with a slight crazy tick, you know, like yes. in *The Weapon* and stuff. Right, like in well, real life. Exactly. It seems. Um, so making him the bad guy and letting him go full crazy, awesome. Cool. Mel Gibson, great in this movie. Awesome. High the better than he was in *Machete 2*, because *Machete 2* eh, wasn't that good. Well, you know. Um, but Mel Gibson, really good, is this. Cool. And and they all keep making the point. They're like, you know. Uh, and, and you find out a little bit of backstory. They're like, you know, at one point, they started with five expendables. They got all the way up to 22 expendables. That's too many now, expendables. <laughs> well, now, well, they were expendable because they're back down to five. And they keep showing um, in Stallone's plane, which is just like the plane from Tailspin. Really? Yeah. If you've ever watched an Expendables one, he drives the same fucking plane around. And he's Stallone might as well be Baloo from Tailspin. Wow. Maybe that's like Baloo's backstory. Like after it Expendables really is. 8. <laughs> it's Stallone. It says Expendables on it, but it's really the Sea Duck. <laughs> that's hilarious. Maybe. So. Uh... <laughs> Wait. I'm just thinking like in the future, even more grizzled Stallone is like, you know, propositioned by uh, what's her name? The, the bear chick from the cartoon. And yeah. she's like, you got one more run in you. Well, actually, that was basically Bruce Willis's role in the first two movies. Ah, uh, okay. Who was then replaced by Harrison Ford? But we'll get to him. Okay. So, so they see, so, so Mel, so and they keep going back to all these dog tags that are hanging together, clattering together on uh, Baloo's plane. <laughs> as wait, a reminder, wait, which, which one of them is Kit Cloud Kicker? <laughs> um. Well, that would have been. Um, he died in the second movie. Oh. They had one young expendable in the second one. Yeah. It was um, the guy. He was uh, Thor's younger brother who was from Hunger Games. Okay, that guy. The younger Hem Hel Hemsworth that broke up with Miley Cyrus. He was too young for to be an expendable. He was, so he got killed in the second one. Um, <laughs> His grandpa's only. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing in this movie is um, Mel Gibson has Stallone dead to rights, but instead he fucking shoots Terry Crews. Oh, dang. Like, oh, and supposedly he was going to die in the script, and then Stallone at the last second was like, no, he lives. So, mm -hmm. But he is fucked up bad in the hospital, and so Stallone has this big moment, and this is where the movie just derails, because he's like, dudes, we're all fucking old. 
it's like, you know, and everyone's uh-huh. like, oh shit. And Jason Zayn was like, speak for yourself, kind of thing. But he's like, we're fucking old. You know, we're not we're not the future anymore. We're the past. So um, I'm dumping all of yous, and I'm going after Mel Gibson with new kids uh-huh. that have no experience. So he calls up uh, Kelsey Grammer and was like, dude, find me some new ones. And instead of like a fun montage where you find the new ones, kind of like, and the, uh, and uh, ScreenRant.com made this, so I'm going to steal this from them. You know, like in the montage in Muddy Ducks 2 when you find the new ducks. Yes. And you find out one fun, quirky thing about each of them, and it's funny, and it's cool. Yeah, uh, Armageddon had that too. It, basically, everyone does. The, the montage where you find your recruits. Yeah. They did that, except it lasted like 20 minutes, and it was not memorable in the least, except Ronda Rousey kicking the shit out of dudes, which was awesome. <laughs> Awesome. She was cool. The other three, instantly forgettable. Wow. So you're like, fuck those guys. So they go in to find Mel Gibson using like technology and new stuff. Ooh. And uh, they get they get their asses handed to them because they forgot to check Mel Gibson for a watch that has a GPS tracker in it. What? Like, we've got all the technology. We can do this. We can do this. Like, GPS asshole in my watch. Bam, gotcha. Damn. So they all get captured. And Mel Gibson's like, I'm going to come, come get your kids. So I'm going to kill them. So Stallone then runs into another MVP of this movie, Antonio Banderas. Yes. Who is not playing a hard ass. He's fucking playing this goofy ass crazy guy (laughs) that just wants to be part of a killing team. But no one lets him in because he's a fucking chatterbox. (laughs) He is hysterical in this movie. Oh, man. You know, you think he's going to play hard, tough guy like everyone else. But he's like, come oh. on, come on, let me in, let me in, give me a job, please. And he's he's hilarious. So like, holy shit, you know, well, he annoys the crap out of people. Well, dude, did you see the trailer for the new SpongeBob movie? Yes, starring yeah, the- Antonio Banderas as the crazy, funny villain. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to see that movie. It looks terrible, but Antonio Banderas looks great. Yeah, just saying. So he he's another MVP of this movie. Cool. So it's just going to be those two, but of course, then all the fossils line up on the runway and stop, <laughs> stop Baloo from going without him. And now Baloo's like, okay, you convinced me. So like that whole hour of all that, that sucked. So, so Baloo, Baloo's going to take off in his old ass plane to go take on the air pirates led yeah. by a, what's his name? The Fox with the really French accent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who yes. stolen Kit Cloud Kicker and the annoying yellow bear chick, and let's say the gummy bears too. And we'll just say now that Harrison Ford is Shere Khan. Because <laughs> Harrison Ford takes, uh, takes Bruce Willis's place, and he's the head of the CIA that's trying to sanction this mission. I like that. You know, Shere Khan in that series, always wearing a suit, always like, you know, you know, not really the bad guy, but maybe he's like running shit on the side. Exactly. Mm. And Harrison Ford, another MVP of this movie. Oh, wow. So the new guys they brought in, Snipes, Banderas, uh, Han Solo, really cool. <laughs> like, you can tell they're excited to be there. Yeah. Um, he's hilarious. Harrison Ford has some good lines. One of the best uh, pieces of the whole movie is Stallone is on the phone with Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. and Jason Statham keeps talking in the background. And <laughs> Harrison Ford keeps be like, I can't fucking understand you. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Statham talks, and Statham's just got an English accent. Like you, you, you can't understand anything Stallone says or anything Dolph Lundgren says. But every time Jason Statham talks, Harrison Ford's like, "Shut the fuck up! I can't understand you." <laughs> so it was really good. Like was, uh, Harrison Ford's got some good lines in this. That's fun. So 
the best the, so but i mean the plot is just so stupid because it was just like you ran into this guy now all of a sudden they're like oh yeah yeah we want to get that guy and then you spend all this time recruiting people they get their asses kicked and then at the very end the old guys all get back together and now they're gonna fight and it's like if you know it would have been cool if mel gibson was really threatening the world or something and they really just needed the expendables to go in and do it you know hmm. it just seemed much more of a coincidence and kind of stupid um, that there wasn't really like there wasn't really like a if, if this had been like a it should have been like we need you guys to save the world from Mel Gibson mm. and you're probably gonna die but you're called Expendables so let's do this and they should have done it and like half of them should have died that well, would have been cool for for Expendables they sure live every single movie we exactly even like I said even uh, Terry Crews he gets, you know he has a couple <laughs> good lines. He has a fucking he he does some pretty sweet moves and then he gets shot and even he lives. So um it's, in like, fact, it's well, like the fellowship of the ring over there. Only Thor's brother died in the second one. Dang. Which is funny because at one point Mel Gibson does make this point. Alright, so the the la the last set piece is, is is awesome. Redeems the whole movie. It's a fucking half hour. They're in they're the top floor of this building that's wired with C four and they want to get to the bottom and Mel Gibson sends a whole army of surrounding the building with tanks and all these soldiers and stuff to kill them. Mm-hmm. And then just the last half hour is just this big long fight, cool. and so they're all they split up into teams. They go to different floors. It's the young guys, the old guys. They're working together. They're just shooting everything. That's really cool. Okay, like I that mean, is that's pleasurable. That that happens every Expendables movie though. It always ends in a huge firefight. But this is the of the of the three movies. This is the best end end sequence. Okay, like I this is highly enjoyable. Probably because of Mel Gibson, but I did like the whole like escape the building thing and splitting up and stuff. Uh, everyone gets some good moments to shine. Uh, Schwarzenegger teams up with Harrison Ford and Jet Li because wow. Jet Li is joined Schwarzenegger now because he paid me more money. This is exactly how he said it. <laughs> Jet Li's um, voice is just hysterical, man. And they might be gay for each other too. Mm. They have this really weird bar scene at the end where they're like canoodling almost. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, good for them, whatever. Um, so there's this great, I mean, this is a big half hour action sequence. They blow shit up and stuff. Um, that, that part is awesome. The new kids are, are fighting. The old dudes are fighting. Um, that's where the movie's good. Cause now the, you know, it's like, all right, we don't need a plot anymore. We've got an hour in, we got a half hour to go. We're good. Everyone just ditch your scripts. Yeah. And it really is fun because it, even though they're all like in their 50s and 60s, I swear to God, it felt like when we were eight or nine years old and we had fake guns and we we're going pew, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. It really felt like all the neighborhood kids getting together with fake guns and just going, bam, 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 trying to shoot each other. That's all these guys did, except their fake guns have loud blanks in them. That's all they fucking do. Like, all right, dudes, all right, everyone, all right, here's all the weapons, okay, that my mom bought. Everyone pick one weapon, okay? All right. Now, uh, let's go hide around the neighborhood, and we're going to fucking pretend to shoot the other kids at the other end of the block, okay? It's going to be awesome. Uh, no one dies because no one wants to die. Even if someone says they shot you, just be like, no, you didn't. Uh-uh. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it's basically what the last half hour is. They're just fucking pretending to play guns and play soldiers. That's and fun. it's, like, hilarious and cool at the same time because they're just really pew-pewing for half an hour. <laughs> and, like, they're trying. It's so funny because they're trying to look so badass when they do it, too. Sure. Um, but they don't really pull it off. Well, you know, so, I, mean, who, I mean, who who can really? It's, and it, then, looks, it looks like it's so much fun. And then Ronda Rousey, of course, she gets the gun knocked out of her hand. So it's like, all right, yeah, don't got the gun in her hand. MMA time, baby. That's right, break some arms. Yeah, she definitely does a couple arm bars, a couple hurricane ranas. Awesome. Uh, 
So she was cool. Unfortunately, the weakest spot of all these movies is Stallone. Yeah. Like of all the, the people that you're excited to see, he's you're never excited to see this guy. And he always gets to fight the villain. Yeah. He, uh, it's always him versus like him versus Van Damme. So it's him versus Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's fucking crazy, man. Like I don't want ever want to meet Mel Gibson in real life in a dark alley. <laughs> so and you want it, and you, I'm, I'm actually rooting for Mel Gibson at this point. But sure. unfortunately, Stallone, you know, he's got to win. I'm incredible, um, except uh, I'm, I live. Yeah. So I mean, Stallone really is the weak spot. But I mean, you know, he's the producer of the movie. <laughs> so um, so yeah, and at the end. Um, Stallone has let the old guys back into the team and the new guys have now all gotten expendable tattoos Ooh. so they're in the team and then Stallone decides to let Antonio Banderas in the team he's like yes oh thank god because I already got the tattoo <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so um, and then another all one big mission and um, you know and then there's one one of the younger guys is like the hothead that reminds him of Stallone mm-hmm. and he's like, be like yo when do I get to be the leader so <laughs> It's kind of like, like, you know, when you're, fucking, the, when you're fucking old like me. Yeah. So it's kind of like passing the baton. It's like, all right, now we understand that there won't be any more of these movies, but we now know that there's a future. Some of them know that they will eventually retire, and then these younger guys will take over. And, you know, at least until there's no more uh, 80s movie stars left to kill. Right. And then they'll all quit. I mean, but, they're, uh, they're, I mean, they're all pretty old right now in terms yes. of like, you know, Hollywood actors and whatnot. And there's been a lot. I mean, I don't think. The uh the old old man action star like uh, existed uh, after John Wade died until like I don't know Red or this movie uh, franchise started coming out. Mm. You know, it's yes, like bring it back. So it's fun to see. It's kind of like you know, it's, like I said, it's just like when three old rock bands get together. Mm. Because they're not as good as they used to be. You just want them to play the hits. You don't want the new <laughs> shit. You just want the hits. Yeah. So with this, when these expendable movies happen, you just want them to play the hits. Um, and they do. They do the shit that you loved them for, but it's just not as good. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason is now it's because they're self-aware. And back in the day, they weren't, which was funnier. So these expendable movies are okay, but they're never going to be as good as um, their original ones. And it's not because they're old. It's just because back then they, they totally believed that they were amazing. Well, I mean, a lot of, and people, like said, a lot of people believe that they're amazing too. I mean, like a lot of, a lot of people, myself included, when I was a kid, thought that the, that was like the coolest, most badass like movies ever. Yeah. So, yeah, so I want to say now is like, no one's going to watch these movies and think like, oh man, these are so awesome or so hilarious and stuff. They're just there. But you appreciate it because you didn't get to see them do this shit for a long time and you can tell they appreciate it too. Yeah. So they're okay movies. They're not great. They're okay. But it was funny. It was action-packed at the end. And Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, Antonio Banderas, and Ronda Rousey and Wesley Snipes all had some pretty good performances. Awesome. So it wasn't bad. I, they, it, unfortunately, there wasn't more Terry Crews. Um, but they had to think about it. They're like, all right, we got to shoot somebody to establishness the badassness of Mel Gibson. Right. Well, you can't shoot Stallone. Right. You can't shoot Statham. Okay. No one gives a shit about any of the other ones except Terry Crews because well, everyone loves Terry Crews. Well, exactly. You got to shoot the mascot to prove yes. that, you know, because then everybody will hate you. Right, and and that was Terry Crews by default had to be the one that got shot because yeah. if you'd shot Randy Couture, 
I'm probably said his wrong his last name wrong. Coocher, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I think I pronounced him like a handbag. <laughs> so, uh, whoops. Anyways, if you shot him, no one would give a shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, you, if you shot Dolph Lundgren, everyone like, ah, it was his time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he had a good broad, you know. So you had to shoot Terry Crews. Yeah, it's um, true. The movie could have used more of it. And by the end, Duke is okay because he's in the bar doing shots with everybody. That's nice. Hey, look, he's got a little band aid on him. I know, even though this movie probably takes place over like a month and he was on life support, but now he's in the bar. He has a hole through his back and his chest, but he's at the bar drinking. Awesome. So, you know, it's good. That would have been awesome if like his shots are like pouring out of the hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, you're leaking, dude. Yeah. I would I would think like if if someone was about to kill me with a gun. Mm-hmm. And like dead to rights, there's nothing I can do. But like, do you mind if I chug a gallon of milk and then you shoot me once in the stomach just to see if milk comes out like Looney Tunes? <laughs> oh, you're gonna kill me. And then, then I would have, you know, it takes a while to chug a gallon of milk, you know, because the whole thing you can't do it in an hour. Yes. So I bought myself one hour to try and figure my way out of death. Of course, the more milk I drink, this, uh, my reaction time is gonna get way worse. I might throw up. Mm. Well, so maybe like, maybe you could throw up on the guy with a gun, and that would help you somehow. That's the whole thing. It's like it's such a catch twenty two. The guy is gonna kill you. You agree to wait, let him wait until you drink a gallon of milk to see if he shoots you in the stomach, and you just pour out milk Looney Tune style. But although you bought yourself time, you're also hindering yourself because drinking that much milk is gonna destroy you, anyways. <laughs> what do you do? You have, dude. You have to unleash the the milk ranger. You know what I'm saying? Like that much milk. Like I just watched like a top ten best uh, sixth Power Rangers. Like not the core unit, but like the sixth one that always comes in rogue halfway through the mm. season. And uh, yeah, I think like most of them were like guy gets his ass kicked, then he drinks a gallon of milk, and then suddenly he has like a power morpher on his wrist, and then he's doing all crazy shit with his hands and turns into something that's way overpowered. Oh, I did forget about the best part of this movie. What's that? At the end, when all the new blood gets expendable tattoos in the bar, mm-hmm. they're acting like they're planeteers. Really? They crack some planet, uh, Captain Planet jokes and talk about who's, like, cool. And and they, they mention Captain Planet. That's awesome. Like, they're all, like, showing off their tattoos, and they're like, the power is yours. <laughs> like, oh, you th- they're like, you, you suck as a planeteer or something like that. And what? I was like, oh, fucking Captain Planet joke's That's so cool. awesome. Wow. So I guess that means our generation is now old enough to be expendables. I think our generation just like looks back at like, I mean, you know, like we're we're so nostalgic right now. I always look back at like, all right, what's the next generation gonna be like looking back at in like five years or right now? We already know it's Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Digimon, <laughs> Power Rangers, and Pokemon, and po- boob, dude. There's so many effing Pokemon jokes. I mean, like the Pokemon videos and humor and parody and whatnot just keeps on rolling out and I just feel like wow i mean it's still going when are the, when true. is the parody gonna end that's true it's just nuts that's true. we can still connect with those I that's know. like the pokemon and power rangers a bridge to get between our generation and the next one because there's like that's 18 true. seasons of each show they i mean both shows basically cool. japan oh, nice one they and they still yeah. they're still going no matter what yep. it's tradition man yeah, so it wasn't a bad movie to end. Uh, you know, it's in mid-August. They you usually expect them to suck. So, summer movie season is wrapped. I'll give the full breakdown next week of the uh, hits, misses, and which ones I was pleasantly surprised or shocked on. And all right, and I'll I'll give you my top ten. And hey, uh, when um when 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 Mel Gibson 
like busted in on everybody all the all the old ass expendables did he say uh party's over grandpa no (laughs) (laughs) no he was like he was like fuck you jews (laughs) sugar tits and they were like they're like mel 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 stick to the script stop stop with the real life shit and he's like oh sorry he said he certainly rebounded from that man like everybody disowned him for a couple years and then he's like "Ah, i still got a lot of money and contacts i'm gonna keep uh making stuff being an actor I don't know. I mean, aside from this movie and, and Machete too, I haven't really seen him in anything. I mean, he does a lot of his own stuff. Like, well, you uh, have to when no one calls you anymore. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in the new Mad Max movie. Good. So. Good. You know, yeah. break break fresh new ground. Let's yeah, stop. Got- rem- let's stop remaking everything. Well, it's interesting because it was the it's the same director did the one the original ones. Yes, and said he was heartbroken over Mel Gibson, saying all those anti-Semitic shit. Right, um, it's like you but think, he you cast think you know somebody. but he casted Bane instead. Right, which I'm pretty happy about. And Charlize Theron, and she okay. can be badass. Cool. And the original bad guy, you know, Toe Cutter, uh, from the first movie, Lord Lord Humongous. The first movie is not that popular. The the real the movie that everyone thinks about is the second Mad Max movie. Yes, no, no, I, I've I've seen the original, like the weird, the weird guy on the bike, and then there's the uh, somebody somebody else pops in at the very last second, and then and he chases him yeah. off. Toe Cutter is the he's the leader of the the gang yeah. in the first movie. He's actually back in the new Mad Max movie as a different bad guy. That's interesting. Yeah, let's see him thirty years later. No, so. the, the original is kind of like it's it's like there's a lot of messed up moments. It's more just about like. It's like a home invasion movie. Yeah, because the world hasn't totally gone to shit yet. It's just close to it. Right. And then in the second one, now it's post-apocalyptic. Now we're the road warrior. It's the best one, and that's the iconic one that everyone talks about. And then the third one got really silly, but it had a couple iconic moments. Yeah. I mean, like, but, the, the the first one was basically a prequel, but they did yeah. it first. You know, it's yeah. like, how do you take this normal dude and turn him into the road warrior? Well, that one was cool because it had like it had some cool car scenes. Yeah, but that was about it. And then the second one was just a fucking crazy. I mean, there one. there was a I I really viscer- viscerally remember the uh, like a uh, he he smashes up he 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 knocks this uh, one dude off in his car and he gets into a car accident and then he handcuffs him to the flaming wreckage and he's and he ba- and he gives him a hacksaw. And he's like, yeah. you know, this car is gonna explode in in uh, five minutes. Or you could chop. He's like, that's not that's not long enough for you to get through the uh, handcuffs. You'll have to cut your hand off if you want to live. Bam, baby. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's that's hell. What a dark twist. But well, did, I mean, they did kill they, his wife and kid. They killed his wife and kid, and they burned his best friend badly. He was the motorcycle cop. Mm-hmm. So, and he was like in an oxygen tent burn ward. They did, so. did some bad stuff. They pushed a man too far. That's right, baby. So yeah, so Toe Cutter's gonna be in the new one. So cool. all right. Old Toe Cutter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um but, <laughs> well, I mean, he, he needs to get trimmed. Well, I mean he's gonna have a he's gonna have a totally different identity because obviously he died in the first movie, so yeah. it's brought the actor back, so okay. um I do have a Thunder Dump. A most interesting one. Alright. Well I, I mean 
I wanted to talk to you about Legend of Korra. I, ho- I hope that was your oh, yeah. Thunderdump. No, it's not, but let's do Korra first, because I want to end with this other Thunderdump. So. Can, I, can I tell you, oh my fucking god, I'm so rooting for the villains in this season of Korra. They are pretty interesting. They're so cool. They're just they're just the coolest. They could take out anybody. They're like and spoilers. They're like at Earth Queen, bam, assassinated on children's television. I was like, that is the coolest fucking thing. Once they hear like stole the breath out of uh, the Earth Queen, uh, killing yeah. her, and I was like, wait, 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 that just knocked her out. And then later they're like, no, she's dead. I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's the coolest air power ever. He's now, an air ninja. And, you know, you know they are bad, but they're also anti-establishment. And the show has spent three seasons showing how basically crooked all the governments are. Yes. So they're not really that bad because most of the governments are pretty bad. You know, it's like the Earth Queen sucked. The king of the water tribe was corrupt. Mm-hmm. And then the president of the big city is basically corrupt. At that, yes, and what's crazy is that like even Cora is like, wow, I kind of agree with you guys, but like yeah. she does, she doesn't want like total anarchy, which is what they want to do. Now, they don't show it. I have Tenzin is the air master. Yes, but he's also he's always played like a goof, and no one respects him. But in this one, he gets his moment. He he wins his fight. Yes, like they all pair off, and he takes on Zaheer. And wins, like he doesn't totally beat him, but they're they're doing their air battle, and Tenzin keeps knocking him down. Well, like this I, guy, yeah. Tenzin's like, I am the air master, and Tenzin has him beat. Unfortunately, then all the other bad guys beat their foes, and then they all combine their powers against Tenzin, and he's like, as long, and they're like, give up. And he's like, as long as I'm standing, I'm going, and they do this sad pan behind a building as they probably kill him they kick that shit out of him i mean he might be dead like I that mean, I, that's that's what i took away from it was that he's they just killed him because he's down they've surrounded him they said it's over and he's like as long as i'm breathing and i'm still gonna go and then they do this pan behind the building from far away as you and right before it disappears you just watch them taking turns hammering him so I mean, that, that would be the one thing to kind of put him over into like a, a true villain status to where you want to root for cora you know, yeah. it's like they killed they killed Tenzin, and I think that'll rally the whole rest of the air tribe. Sure, although I mean, it was it was kind of lame. Like that battle, I was like, wow, this is this is so like not happening. You guys are screwed. You know, mm-hmm. a bunch of bunch of new recruits and Tenzin, and he's like their only trump card. Uh, and and he could take on three of them, but not four. Exactly. He kicked the shit out of... First, he's beating up Zaheer. Two other ones jump in. He's got all three of them held at bay. And then the fourth one, who's got, like, the fucking explosion... The flame sniper. Yeah, then takes him out. So I was, like, I was proud of the man. Because, you know, like I said, he's just... No one respects the fact that he is a master. And so he finally was like, you know, you guys pushed me too far. And, uh... Though, like, I feel feel like the episode ends with him dying. Which would be sad. That's what it's. That's what it's gonna have to be, man. But you know, like the internet is just uh, is just a wash with rumors about like, all right, well, like there's only two episodes left in mm-hmm. this uh, in this book. Like, are they gonna try and wrap everything up in two episodes? Are they going to? Based on the episode titles, there's a lot of conjecture about like, you know, there's like the Venom of the Red Lotus, I think, is one, uh, and they're like, all right, you know, are these guys gonna continue on as villains in book four? Like, what's gonna happen? Well, the last two seasons 
had the same thing where they just wrapped up fast in the last two episodes. Yeah. Like that first one with the non, you're just like he had him on the ropes all season. At the very end, they just kind of flipped it on him. True. And if you remember, he didn't die. Who? Oh no, wait, he did. His boat blew up. Yeah, well, you know that was the sad. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. And in retrospect, that is the saddest thing they ever did was kill off Amon because uh, he was the coolest villain. Like, well, but his but his brother took himself out to do it. I know, I know, but it was like you know Amon. He had the people under his sway. He had those chi blockers that you you like. When you reminded me that, I was like, what? Like that isn't like some kind of secret technique, you know? Like let's let's have more of that. Let's have like Asami bringing that to the table. Why the hell yeah. not, dude? Where the fuck are the chi blockers to fight the Red Lotus gang? Yeah, like. They're they're the best benders, so fucking chi block the shit out of them. Just send the send that ninja unit in, and these guys are useless. They don't got their powers anymore. They're done. Like why aren't they to recruit? Why are the cops only metal benders? The cops should be chi blockers. Yeah, you know once 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 again, you know Aman. I was kind of rooting for him too. I was like, you know what? He's right. You know, it's like top ten villains that were right. Everybody in this show, except in well, because he was a dick. He, he was kind of right, but it's like it's unfair to take away your powers. If you go to jail, though, then you should take away your power. So if you if you go to jail for bending bad <laughs> instead of breaking bad, bending bad, then it's like your sentence is we take away your power. Yeah, that'll keep the rest of them in line. I mean, I mean the Avatar like Avatar Ong uh, <laughs> did that in the in the mm. flashback. He's like, you're a bloodbender and you're a dick, so I'm taking away your power. Cha cha. Yeah, see, that's what you should do. Yeah, I mean, they should have just done that. But this is good. Love the season. It's probably it might be my favorite season, and I love how they still manage to squeeze in humor, even in uh, dark moments. That's oh, absolutely. a sign of a good script. Yeah, man. When they when they made the villains, you know, like that, that's the thing is like I I wish that these seasons were twenty six episodes long because yeah. they're the the villains are so cool, but they're so underdeveloped. You know, mm-hmm. like we see a little bit of humanity, a little bit of humor in them every once in a while but mainly they're just staying in the shadows coming out every once in a while and striking and it's mostly just henry rollins with all the talking yeah the one moment of two episodes ago when we finally learned just a smidgen about some of their backstory it was amazing yeah when they've got um when they've got bolin tied up and he's talking to the lava bender and the water bender mm-hmm. and he's trying to guess about their backstory and he, and one of the things he hits on it was like, you guys have like this secret uh, romance that you don't act on, and they kind of like give each other a shady glance. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, two out of three, not bad, kid, or something. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's awesome, that's cool. Like, well, you know, I would like to learn more about these people like that. And that was kind of funny. Like, I thought that was a great moment, you know, kind of humanizing them. You know, like in any other show, you know, maybe they would have said like, shut up, and you know, kicked yeah. him in the head or something, and be like, I'm evil and one dimensional. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, and instead they're like, oh, we kind of like you. you know? yeah, exactly. we, thought, we can joke around, too. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. See, these guys aren't so bad. They just want, you know, anarchy, and they're going to kill off some kings and kind of, like, you know, survival the fittest for a generation because that's, uh, that's how they feel like it's best. Yeah, and Bolin's like, oh, man, what was it like being in prison for 13 years? And instead, <laughs> instead of saying, like, I used it to forge the inner fire inside me to do what is necessary, <laughs> the guy was like, man, it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's cool. That's what you should say. You know, he's like, ah, oh, you know, I wish I could have had something or whatever to pass the time. And so, 
Great show. Great show. I really hope they didn't move it to digital because it's, you know, I'm, I'm afraid when they did that. It's like, did they do that because it was becoming a little more adult? Because they thought they could... Uh, Nick Loden wasn't really advertising it. it, it like I, I'm just hoping the move from television to digital was not a bad thing. Well, you know when that when that kind of stuff happens, and it happens a lot in uh, cartoons. It's just like a sign. Yeah, that it's usually don't... on the way out, though. <laughs> yes, no, no, exactly, no, and that's what I assume. But you know, they already paid for it. You know, it's already been made. Uh, so why not show it? That's what I'm kind of hoping is they just show it anyway. But now. Um, they 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 already picked up what five seasons of the show four, four four. So so we know we're getting the next one unless they just well fingers crossed it. unless they just say like now nah, it's not worth promoting, but yeah. um you know just throw it online for the fans dude I mean you spent all that money that's the thing is like it's the same thing with Ubisoft not releasing uh, two games that are sitting on for the Wii U. Because they're just like, it's not worth all the money we'd have to spend to promote the this right now. It it just sucks when a cartoon like this, which is being recognized by anyone that actually watches it, yeah. as like the best one out there right now. And it's getting, you know, rave reviews from like, again, the only handful of people that are watching it. But it just sucks when like when people watch it like, this is like the best thing going. And Nickelodeon doesn't promote it. Right. You know, like they just threw it on Friday nights. I didn't... I, I had to use the internet to find it was coming. You know, like kids certainly had no idea when it was going to show up. And, and so you just feel bad. You're like, come on, man. Like, Well, it's, it's the same as anything. You know, like what, what movie's in the theaters right now? Ninja Turtles. You know, mm-hmm. and like that's their, that's another one of their franchises. And it's doing really well. And I'm sure yeah. it's doing way better than, uh, than Korra. And they're going to push it because that's the solid bet to make money. You know, yeah. which is which is sad, but it's probably the the reality of it. I know. I just uh, I just hope that this doesn't go the route of Young Justice. At least at least they finished up Young Justice and like you know put the episodes that they had made online. So yeah. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed that we get to see Book Four of Korra because because right now it's so good, and when it's mm-hmm. and when it's so good, and you're really looking forward to the next episode, you know it, it's it's a great feeling, and you know you don't get that yeah. for everything. It's awesome. Yeah. So let, let me tell you this awesome Thunderdome. You're going to enjoy this. All right. So you know how the just our last episode, 200 episode, I was talking, I was like, man, we really need to connect with some more celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be cool if we could reach out, maybe hang out with some, or at least get them on the show, anything yeah. like that. So here we are talking about how awesome this is. Then our other brother, Jared, just randomly goes out and meets meets a celebrity just this last week. Really? One that One that I would kill for. That we would have no chance of getting on our show, and our brother just randomly meets him. <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know, our brother Jared uh, is a manager for Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And so occasionally, you know, even celebrities come in, or athletes usually, come in to rent cars. And wouldn't you know, Michael Rooker just walked in to rent a car from him, and he didn't even know he was coming. It wasn't like an agent or anyone called ahead to do it. Michael Rooker just shows up. Who for anyone that Eddie? doesn't know Michael Rooker... You do, you just don't realize it. Um, you know him as the other climber in Cliffhanger. Okay. The one who lost his girlfriend in the beginning. Hmm. You know him as the bad guy from the dating show in Mallrats. Oh, yeah, that guy. Michael Rooker. Now, he's never been hotter because he was one of the best characters on The Walking Dead. Okay. Merle, who is like this redneck racist bad guy who towards the end actually made like a Vegeta turn. Hmm. 
uh, face turn. He was one of one of the top three characters in The Walking Dead, and he's a bad guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool, hottest movie of the summer. So it's never his career's never been better than right now. Walking Dead, Guardians of the Galaxy, pow pow, yeah, huge. Um, he randomly walks into Enterprise. And uh, and so so Jared's talking to me on the phone about this. He's like, all right, dude. So he walks in, right? And he's got sunglasses on. But I'm like, I know that's Michael Rooker because <laughs> he's got that very distinctive voice. Yep. And and he's wearing a Guardians of the Galaxy T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, that is so cool. Like, like most celebrities try and look very nondescript, pull the hat down over their eyes and stuff. This guy's like, fuck it. I am hot. Yep. I'm hotter than I've ever been. I've got a Guardians of the Galaxy t-shirt just in case you don't know who I am. <laughs> you know, like he's asking him to talk to him. That's cool. You know, he's so so Jared, you know, he's like, oh, like obviously I have to talk to him now. This is so cool. He's begging me to. Mm-hmm. And um, but he didn't want to come off as like stupid. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be like, oh, dude, you're that guy. I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. So he had to find a better in. And in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's like he's like a mercenary bounty hunter. Yeah. And he's got this weapon called like the Whistler, and if he whistles, it it responds to the whistle command and goes up, and it's like this dagger, and it can just go. And if he whistles again, he controls it with his brain, and it just can like fucking kill everyone, like the like the Ark of the Covenant did all those Nazis at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. So Jared just walks up to him. He's like, "Yo, man, did you uh?" You uh, you steal that whistler at the end of the movie, you you keep it, and so not you know not saying hey you're Michael Rooker, not saying blah blah, blah comes in with that you know nice. like that's cool like he's you know he just skips he he knows who you are and you're coming in with a cool little joke, and Michael Rooker thought it was hilarious. He's like no man we got the sequel coming in you know <laughs> he's like I can't steal that yet, <laughs> so um. And then, so he was actually talking to him for a little bit, and he was actually uh, Michael Rooker was making like really bad jokes. Nice. But they, he's like, he's like, you better believe I was laughing my ass off at him though. <laughs> so and he was like so really conversational days. and stuff. Like this guy, like I said, he's never his career's never been hotter. So oh, that's cool. He was like asking me about my movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool that he's wearing a Guardians of the Galaxy T-shirt. Why? Not? I mean, wouldn't you? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> fuck yeah, man. You better believe if I. You better believe if I'm one of those new guys in Star Wars. I'm wearing a Star Wars hat to Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you could say like, I'm, I'm wearing Star. the Jedi robe. I'm just gonna go in costume wherever. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I, I mean would, that. I that's that. what I'd be doing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I thought that was cool, and of course, like I said, it's just that's just the life that he lives. Yep. That we're sitting there talking about how we would like to meet some celebrities, and Jared's like, "Yeah, he just fucking walked into my uh, branch. Had no idea it was coming." See, I, I feel like my uh, my my brothers in, in theater, the the unknown people who move uh, furniture around in between scenes, they're like the real celebrities. I'm like, I, I feel so much uh, like like a big connection to you know like uh, uh, you know like Teamsters and the other dudes that are just like behind the scenes. Other than like you know like and and actors too, but like I I started off as a behind the scenes guy, so you know I'm more like you know I'd love to talk to somebody about like. All right, you've done like fifty movies, and you've seen like a ton of different, uh, you know, things like like the people behind the scenes have a ton of stories too. Oh yeah, in fact, when I was, you know, working for PBS, whenever the the production crew would come in, I played that game with them every summer. I was like, "Who's a dick?" <laughs> <laughs> and they would just run through names Jeez. of actors and actresses. Who's a dick? <laughs> and they would they would always they would come through like, "This guy's nice. This guy's a dick." And so that was my favorite game. I loved it. Wow. Well, that's funny. <laughs> 
Hugh Jackman, awesome. Bruce Willis, dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, those people are cool. They've seen it all. They got good stories. But, I mean, you know, uh, I'll have a beer with them, I guess. But I want to go. Uh, we, we need to get some D-list celebrities on our show. And like I said, I ain't making fun of them calling them D-list. We just call them like it is. Julia Roberts ain't walking in that door to talk to us. Well, she might if you're talking about, I don't know, like, kids and like cookie recipes and well, i don't know whatever else she's into all right so julia roberts from hook ain't walking in our door but maybe rufio <laughs> and that's the, you know and that ain't making fun of rufio no we just want to talk to him and be like yo we really liked you in this right. and but so technically d-list celebrity because he you know hasn't done a lot of big movies since then they ain't making fun of him it's just classifying it the way it is but that's who we want Isn't we he- want the rufios of the world on our show isn't he a musician now? I saw like a Where Are They Now. He still looks pretty Rufio-esque. Don- Dante Basco. Let's he kind of looks like Mario Lopez's younger brother. Uh, he played he played Zuko in the original Avatar series, dude. Really? He plays Jake Long in American Dragon. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he's done a lot of voice oh. work. Oh well, respect. Yeah, maybe dude. we maybe we can't get him then because <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Let's see. Shit. Uh, you know what? No, I, I'm I'm on his uh, his Wikipedia page right now. You know he's 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 done stuff. He's a working actor, but he he's not like doing like a ton. If you're listening, oh. Dante Bosco, um, I like look at your Wikipedia page. Now look at like I don't know Frank Welker's Wikipedia page. Okay. All right, Rufio. If you are too big for our show, which it's sounding like you are, can you please call the chubby kid? Who took your place as the leader at the end of Hook? Because <laughs> that guy was cool. I want to talk to the kid that fucking does the bowling ball finishing move down the plank in the end of Hook. Dude, I've seen that prop, the bowling ball. So yeah. it, it, it was it was actually um, it was in like a Planet Hollywood or something. The one time I was actually in one, they mm. had it, and they're like, "Look at this thing from Hook," and it was literally like, like you know, the shot of him like bowling over people as like a big ball. Yeah. It's mm. it looks so terrible. Like it just looks horrifying when you're yeah. like face to face with it. Yeah. Uh, so we want that kid. Weird. We want that kid because he was pretty cool too. So if Rufio might be too big, but um, we want we want the kid that becomes the leader at the end. He gets the sword. He's like, oh, sword, baby. <laughs> Woo! By the way, but pan left, so we're gonna starve again. Aww. Although that kid wasn't starving, but so <laughs> he, <can laughs> he was more. He can still imagine the gloppy crap they all ate. He was definitely hoarding the imaginary food. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, again, we don't want to make fun of these people. We want to celebrate the awesome moments that they had that were connected to uh, how we experienced them. So, uh, Let's see. What else? Oh, dude, he was in Moonwalker. Dun, 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 dun. The- I don't know. Oh, he was in, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, really? Yeah. You know. Uh, wait, that wasn't it, too long ago. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Uh, no, it was like 2000. Oh, was it 2000? Yeah, it's, it's like a slasher movie. Wait, no. Is it? I thought there, so. No, 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 no. But I'm a cheerleader. I'm pretty sure it has, let's see. No, no, no. It's, it's one of the, like... Um, it's one of those celebrated, maybe not so celebrated, but known um, films in the gay community. <clears throat> it's one of those. Uh, it's it, it's a gay film. 
Uh, okay. Let's see. It's about it's about a girl who's sent to uh, camp by her parents to cure her lesbianism, and of course, like oh, the, the okay. whole cast is like all like gay celebrities. That does sound familiar, actually. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I saw it back in college when they're they're like the the local um, GL uh, crap. I forget exactly what their an acronym acronym was, but like usually it was, it was Gay Movie Fridays in Fredonia. If usually if cheerleaders in the movie title, I see it. Right, but they're either cheerleaders. <laughs> there's either cheerleaders like doing each other, or getting hacked up by dudes. Who is the um, God? I can't remember his name. Um, who who is the giant uh, bailiff from Night Court? Bull Shannon. Bull Shannon had had a <laughs> well, cameo no, dude, in this, dude, in this dude, film. dude. Bull Shannon. That's his name in Night Court. His real name is Richard Mall. Thank you, God. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is his name? Richard Mall had a cameo in this film, and I was like, wait, wait. That's Richard Mall. Holy shit! I, I would love to get Richard Mall on the show. He was cool. Oh, he's awesome, dude. He I mean, he was a bad guy in the Highlander TV show. Yeah, he he was the he was like a henchman in some made-for-TV Halloween special back in the nineties. He was also <laughs> he was a bad ghost in Scary Movie Two. Oh, really? So, yeah, I would love to see. I would love to talk to Richard Mall. Wow, absolutely. If you're listening, Richard Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, uh, really, just like us on Facebook. Thanks for everybody who's liked us on Facebook this week. You guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate the people are enjoying us. No, I mean, like, again, the only people that legitimately have gripes to think that we are dicks is, like, Steven Seagal. What? And and really? And the- we love his movies, but we do <laughs> we do make fun of him a lot. Um, but, I mean, the other people, you know, when we laugh at some of the movies they were in or some of the movies we liked, you know, we ain't picking on them personally. We just, it was just connected to our memory. So, those people, we would love to have you on the show. Steven Seagal, we understand. I mean, at this point, if we ever met Steven Seagal, he'd probably break our elbows the wrong way. But then I would hand him a Sharpie and ask him to sign my mangled arm. <laughs> no way, no, dude. He wouldn't, see, but we know his secret, and that's to stay uh, more than, like, uh, arm's length away from Steven Seagal at all times. Oh, and to stay off the roads, because he'll just hop in an SUV <laughs> and drive you down. That's right. So you really just have to stick to the back streets. You know, uh, Dante Bosco was in Hawaii Five-0 as Nicky Chang. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the new one. Yeah, well, see, but see, it's like good for him, bad for us. Uh, it's just the means we can't, that we can't get him. Oh, whatever, dude, whatever. You got, you just got to believe. You just, you know, it's like... You know, what? Pe- actors are people too. You just, you know, just gotta know somebody. What about Dustin Diamond? Wait, 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 wait. He was in the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Really? <gasps> yes. Have you seen that show? I mean, I I know of it. I've seen little bits of it, but you know, it's I'm not a like, huge Disney. I'm not either. No, no, it's guy, terrible. But... It's one of the worst shows ever. But it's so bad that it's good. Ah, <sighs> so we can't get him. What? Yeah, sure. We uh, you just you just gotta know somebody. You gotta know somebody. Know somebody. Know somebody. Could know we somebody. get Dustin Diamond without paying an appearance fee? No. <laughs> no. That's where I draw the line. Sorry. Oh. Okay. No. And and, and besides, you know, like uh, the the new Saved by the Bell movie is coming out that's based on his memoirs. Well, he's severely backtracked that now. Really? He said that he said his memoirs were ninety percent ghost written. Really. He just said he had a conversation with the dude on the phone, and then that guy basically ran with it. All right. So now you don't know what to believe, do you? Yeah, that's interesting. Probably just covering his ass. Well, I mean, let's face it. Most celebrity books probably are ghostwritten. 
Well, sure. I mean, uh, like, unless you think unless you think Snooki's a fucking amazing author. Well, check this out. I read the Hulk Hogan biography, the oh auto, autobiography, let's say, and uh, but and and I'm like, wow, how did he write this? Wow, he wrote all oh, this. This is great. But if you actually like, if you read it in your mind, in as if the Hulkster was actually just talking into a microphone, that's uh, that's basically how he did it. Like I figured oh. it out real quick. I was like, oh, he just talked to somebody and they just recorded the conversation and somebody wrote it down. I mean, we were both Hulkamaniacs as kids and in college. Yeah. But I actually just watched a podcast with him on it today, and that fucking dude's got an ego the size of his twenty-two inch pythons. Mm. Like he he has such revisionist history in his mind <laughs> about like how essential he was to everything. Wow. And like and, oh like he was just I just listened to him for five minutes today talking about like how how important it was like basically like the ultimate warrior didn't die until hulk hogan squashed the beef with them and then his soul let go (laughs) (laughs) basically that's how hogan kind of says it you know he's like i was told not to talk to him but then i did and then you know he was finally at peace and then he died the next day wow (laughs) basically i'm stretching the truth a little bit but not really hogan's got just fucking huge ego man well you know what but I guess when you when you when you're in like the biz like that, it has to affect you. I mean, like, what if that happened to you? What if you talk to somebody like like your art teacher who you like threatened to murder until she like let you into the art club? What, I what still if you, like her. What if what if what if she like talked to you and she finally got that you know no? What if she had died the next day? Like after you were like, you better fucking put me in the art club. Or I'll murder you and use I, your blood in a fucking painting. I didn't. I smiled the whole time. I didn't use bad words. <laughs> That's I bad. was being funny. I you negotiated my way. Time. I was being funny. Yeah, you're like, aha! It'll be hilarious with your fingers on the canvas. <laughs> go put me go in back the and art listen. club. Go back and listen to the podcast. We, you even named it. I don't it need to, school. brother. I was there. You named it Art Club Terrorist. <laughs> I remember. It was like episode forty nine or something. Maybe it'll show up in our Thunderdumps. I was the there. People... I remember. I remember it all. No, what if she died the next day? Then you go on the podcast and you're like, "Wow!" And now, and now that my soul is at peace, and she died for some reason, and I'm making oh. art with her intestines. That would that would make me really sad. <laughs> I have a heart too, dude. Yeah. Well, you might have had two if she hadn't have let you in. Heart of justice. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. 20 year old justice is the best kind okay yeah the justice i got of let it being let into our club 20 years later that's like a guy who's been like in prison for murder who then the dna found out that he wasn't <laughs> guilty that's i mean I'm, sort of I, my justice <laughs> except, was on par with that i mean except you that's didn't spend 20 years in prison i basically did in my mind so <laughs> like i my my justice was on par with that Okay. Like I was, my artistic ability was finally released from its twenty-year-old prison. <laughs> I've never felt more artistic in my life. Wow, amazing! Why don't yeah. you make some art and post it on Facebook? Uh, <laughs> what do you think comes out of my lips? Hmm. This is amazing art that comes out of my mouth every time I talk. Uh huh. It wow. is. Well, it must be art because nobody's paying you to do it. That's true. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> But you can still buy my books, Ooh. Shark Knights and Shark Knights Dead End, only a $1.99 ebook on Amazon.com. Mm. Check it out. Superhero books. Or you can get Fat Vampire Slayer for only 99 cents. Wow. The, for the same price as an oatmeal cream pie at the local grocery store, hmm. you can instead read Fat Vampire Slayer. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, you got to go take it. So, uh, so. So, uh, uh, so, Donnie Bosco. Do, Do, Donnie Bosco. 
Donnie Bosco. <laughs> Dante Bosco. Uh, you, you remember when he was saying that a hook, like a hook prequel based on Rufio, was going to happen? Oh yeah, yeah. We were kind of making fun of him for that. Maybe really, what is the only matter show now? Yes, he's back. He's back on the scene. Oh, let's say as of February earlier this year, he remade a scene from Hook. The scene from Hook where he's battling Hook. Except really, uh, I haven't watched the video yet, but it looks like they filmed it like low budgety and like next to somebody's garage. <laughs> nice. Well, he if he's got a sense of humor about himself, then maybe we could get him. Yeah, no, exactly. But you know, it's you. You just need to be, uh, or a lot of these guys, you just need to be where they are in L.A. We gotta get the. We gotta put the word out. We gotta get Rufy. Oh, please. He's. We gotta get him on just so we can ask him if he ever had a chick shout that out in the bedroom to him. <laughs> Rufy. Oh. Oh man. Oh, they re they remade the the Rufio costume out of felt and plastic spoons. That's I love great. this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jump Maniacs listeners, uh, go out. Talk to this man for us. Contact him. <laughs> Tell him we're a big deal. If he hears it from enough people, like three, he might do it. There's this thing called Let's Twitter. get him on the show. I don't know if you, you've heard. <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking let's tweet at him then. All right. Let's sure, tweet sure, him. bitch. <laughs> All right. Let's make it happen. Cool. All right. I got to go. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We're the Jumpman Podcast. You can check us out every single goddamn week, except for those weeks that we're in Finland. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're a video game slash comic slash movie slash whatever podcast. We're on RetroWareTV.com, Elder-Geek.com. Um, the dash is not silent. Uh, we're JumpmanPodcast.com. And please like us on Facebook. Thank you, dudes, so much. And thanks for everybody who's uh, posting awesome uh, stuff on our wall this week. You guys rule. Yeah, And if you are new to the show or if you want to get one of your friends in, go to our website, jumpinpodcast.com, and download volume one of our Thunderdumps. Boom. That'll catch your friend right up to speed. That's right. And if they're not into silly-ass Steven's jokes, then this podcast is for them. Oh, yeah, fuck them. Like, this isn't for you. No, this is not for you. Yep. All right. All right, man. Peace. Bye. Jumpman engage. I find your lack of faith. One shall stand, one shall fall.